Neil Young wrote a song to his motorcycle. Still waiting is the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. The Medicare podcast using a big block Chevy for power. He tried to learn to speak braille. Medicare expert, Doug Jones. Hello. It's uh, the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast again. You knew it was going to happen sooner or later. Thank you so much for joining us. We are very, very happy to have you with us today. I am Doug Jones, as my Canadian nephew Drew McMillan just told you. I am your Medicare expert. We're here to help everybody feel really, really good about that transition from Obamacare to Medicare. And it's entirely possible that uh, people that are Thinking about Medicare are um, uncertain as to what to do, what decisions they have to make, which the best decisions are uh, for them to make. And I am here to help people acquire the best coverage available so that they never look back in regret, because after a while, you lose the opportunity to change your mind, and uh, it's best to make the right choice at the outset. So what I use because I uh, have all of this Medicare knowledge that I wrote down in a book. I use my book to help other people understand Medicare. The name of the book is Medicare for the Lazy Man, and the 2022 edition is out. You go to Amazon, and you can buy any one of four editions. You can go to Barnes & Noble, and it's got pretty uh, colorful interior uh, pages uh, with uh, illustrations that are just mesmerizing. On the other hand, uh, when you go to the Amazon uh, route of buying my book, you can have a hardcover, you can have a paperback, you can have an audible book, you can have a Kindle book, and uh, all of those choices are available, and they're all reasonably priced. And so I recommend, if you need Medicare knowledge, that uh, you buy a book from me, from Amazon, and uh, you will find that after a short period of time, you will have become a Medicare expert. Your mind will be set at ease. Um, a, uh, a reader of the book emailed me yesterday and asked for a quote, and he said, I just finished reading your magnificent book. So I'm going to quote him in the future. My book apparently is magnificent, and I'm very, no, no, he said marvelous. That's what it was accuracy is important. He and his wife read my book and they thought it was marvelous. So frankly, I'm going with that. I'm not going to argue with that at all. So uh, what are we going to do today? We're going to talk about Medicare, but before we do that, we have to find out whether Randy is over there pushing the button, sliding the slides, twisting the dials, as he always does to make it sound good. Does the uh, podcast sound good, Randy? Yes, it absolutely uh, does. It sounds a lot better when I'm not on it, but other than that, we're doing good. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm always happy to have you on it, whatever the sacrifice. So I'm not, I'm not ever going to complain about your participation in the podcast. But well, I, you just know what wanna, I got, you know, you know what I got. Ooh, waiting? You know what I got. That's right. You got, warned us. You told us there was going to be some exciting I stuff you, coming. There was a couple. There was a couple things that we were going to cover on the next podcast. And Let's do what? that. Let's do that. This is the next podcast. So which would you rather, okay, 
I have to, uh, you know, couch this in the terms of this is another contest. Okay. Of stump the insurance Ooh, expert. Ouch, ouch. Not as much fun as one would think to be stumped repeatedly. So we have two topics and you can choose one or the other, or if we have time, I may accidentally push you through both. But Alrighty. Uh, we have we have interesting information about Gene Autry. Okay, that's one topic. What's the other one? The other topic would be interesting information about Babe Ruth. Well, I'll tell you something. I spent my formative years parked in front of a television in Wayne, Illinois, watching reruns of uh, the Gene Autry show with Pat Buttram. And I was fascinated, uh, especially with Pat Buttram's voice. What the heck happened to him? I think he took a punch to the throat. So anyway, <laughs> let's do Gene Autry, shall we? Gene Autry. All right. I think that's a great choice. So. Let's do it. So there, uh, let's see, when was this dated? Okay, so there was, I can't remember just exactly when this was written. It was it was a bit before my time, but there was a list of 10 things that were attributed to Gene Autry called the Cowboy Code. Hmm. And I got to reading this the other day, and I go, you know something? This may have been written back in the 40s or late 40s or even before that. But bottom line is this is good stuff no matter when it was written. So the Cowboy Code is a list of 10 items that I think applies today just as well as it applied, you know, whenever it was written. And I'm going to read them, a few of them, and I'm going to see I'm going to ask you if this belongs in the Cowboy Code or not. Okay. Is is it an actual item in the cowboy code? All righty. Lay them on me. The cowboy must never shoot first, hit a smaller man, or take unfair advantage. I believe that's in the code. You're correct. Okay. That's, that's one point for the insurance expert. He must always tell the truth. I believe that's in the code, too. It is. He must never go back on his word or trust or a trust confided in him. Randy, you're making this too easy for me. Remember, I used to sit and watch cowboy shows all day long. <laughs> I bet that's in the code, too. It is. Actually, all of these are in the cowboy ah, code. There you go. And uh, I'm, I'm, the reason I'm pointing this out is this is all good stuff. And if we all listened to it and, you know, adhered to it today, we would be in a much better place. But number number 10 is and last but not least it says the cowboy is a patriot well there you go and frankly gene autry was a patriot he took a singing cowboy career and and turned it into a massive business fortune that uh, uh you know we we could uh, all emulate his not level of success but the work he spent and the choices he made to get to his level of success uh but I listen to Mary complain bitterly uh, when she watches like Leave It to Beaver and uh, classic shows like that. The that the new shows don't have the same lessons. They don't have the same right. point of view. They don't have uh, the same outlook on life as uh, the older shows, including Roy Rogers. They're not Roy Rogers, Gene Autry uh, uh, TV shows. And, uh, you know, all of those of the same ilk. Uh, they had a lesson to be learned. They had a an example to follow, and uh, we're I think we're losing out on many uh, aspects because of uh, the uh, 
change in the entertainment quality of television shows. So we, I think I'm going to move on into the Babe Ruth questions because we covered Gene and we've got a few minutes left before we need to get down to business. So are you game for some Babe Ruth questions? Lay them on me. All righty. Does he have a code as well? No, Babe Ruth didn't have a code. Um, He had some quotes that were always attributed to him, but we shall not talk about those today. (laughs) Okay, probably best on a family uh, podcast. (laughs) All right, so today, October the 6th, as related to Babe Ruth, what happened? Oh, boy. Is this when he called his homer? Uh, in the upper left field stands, uh, you know, for the sick boy in the hospital? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> but it, it, it's it's equally as cool. Okay. okay. Today in 1926, Yankee slugger Babe Ruth hits a record three homers against the St. Louis Cardinals in the fourth game of the World Series. Ah, very good. Very good. Three homers in one World Series game. Now, that is amazing. Doing that in any game is amazing, but then add on the fact that it's a World Series game, that had to have driven the audience, the crowd nuts. So I have, now here's for a bonus point. There were three kind of interesting, uh, I don't know what you want to call nicknames for Babe Ruth. Okay. Three, Three in particular ones. Uh-huh. And if you can name if you can name one of the three, I will give you an extra brownie point. Okay, I like brownies and I like brownie points. So let's say Bambino. <laughs> no, come on. Babe Ruth was known as the Bambino. Uh well not, not okay. on this list. All right. Well what what's your list? I think it's a bogus list. I don't know what the heck. Okay, well, he was known. At least certain times as the Sultan of Swat. Yep, yep. That's a good one. The Caliph of Clout. All right. That's a little that's stretching it a little bit. And the Wally of Wallop. Okay, that one doesn't even exist. I think you just made that one up. <laughs> but <laughs> so but anyway. I, yeah, I believe they called him the Bambino because of the Yeah, bay. They did, because down down here lower in the article it says, thanks to the magical Bambino. The bombers had lost. Oh boy. Okay. Well, there you go. So well, anyway, that's my that's my fun facts for the day. All righty. Well, not bad. Not bad. I guess uh, most of us of my age, uh, our opinion and our vision of Babe Ruth was formed by the um, the movie, the biopic of uh, the Babe Ruth story. I think was the name of it. And I'm trying to think of who the star was. He was a guy that we also saw on television frequently. And he was uh, kind of a tubby guy, but I think the babe was in real life, too. But he went to visit a kid yeah. that was in a hospital and told the kid that he was going to call a homer, uh, uh, call a shot just for him. And then, of yeah. course, played in a game and pointed at the outfield stands and and uh, said, this is for you, Jimmy, or whatever it was. Yeah, um, well, to your point, Babe Ruth uh, physically was uh, he was a big guy. Yeah. And the a baseball bat in his hands, as big as he was, he, uh, you know, it looked like a twig. Oh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> and, and he spent a lot of time off the field indulging in some habits that they don't encourage yeah. for pro- professional yeah. ballplayers now. 
Yeah, no, it was a whole different world back then. Whole yep. different world. Yep, but he was uh, he was quite the producer when it came to doing his job. He did very well at uh, the game of baseball and really brought it into the national psyche in a way that nobody else had up until then. I think. Absolutely. Um, well, you know, as my in my job role as production producer. Here, yeah, let's get to I'm work. Going I, to have I? To, I'm going to have to send us to work now, Doug. Let's do that. I don't want to waste any more time than we have to. I wanted to mention a couple of things. And uh, we had so much fun in the last episode beating up on Medicare Advantage plans that I thought, why not do it again? Plus, it's a good way to clean out my coffers of uh, a stored up medical uh, information that we use on the podcast. So I want to start out by saying that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Oklahoma has made an announcement that the Integris Medical Group, which is the doctors and the healthcare professionals employed by Integris Hospitals, specialty clinics, and family care practices in the Oklahoma City metro area and the communities of Enid, Grove, and Miami, Oklahoma, are uh, not going to uh, be... Uh, part of the Medicare supplement or any other Blue Cross Blue Shield network in Oklahoma anymore. It's interesting because the, uh, <laughs> the announcement says we are confused by this decision. And then the link on the uh, article was to a video that uh, was recorded in 2019. So about three years prior when the deal between Integris doctors and the, um, uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Oklahoma was consummated. And that video showed the two principals, the principal officers of each of those uh, companies. And that was a love fest. They couldn't say enough nice stuff about each other and the importance of their joining forces to uh, increase the, the quality of care and the availability of care for citizens of Oklahoma. And uh, all of a sudden here we are in, October of 2022, and the announcement is that the Integris Medical Group is no longer going to be uh, part of the Blue Cross Blue Shield, um, mo almost all of their networks. They're out. And it says um, the Integris hospitals and other facilities are not part of the termination, so the hospitals themselves are going to stay in the network. And there are also 480 independent doctors and healthcare professionals who work at those facilities, and they are not impacted by the termination, but the Integris employed doctors are going to be terminating their relationship with Blue Cross Blue Shield of Oklahoma. So I don't know uh, what the heck it is. It actually, I, as I read farther down in the fine print, it says the Integris Medical Group asked for excessive rate increases that Blue Cross Blue Shield feels would burden our members and employer groups. We value the care that Integris Medical Group offers our members. They are essential to our community. We just want to ensure that our members can still afford that care. They had a five-year deal, and they're in the middle of that five-year deal, two and a half years in. I didn't think with a five-year deal that there was going to be any reason or any opening for a negotiation of a uh, uh, contractual rate change. But it says here that um, 
As a customer-owned health insurance industry leader in Oklahoma for nearly 80 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield works with doctors and hospitals to find solutions that are in the best interest of our members. So if you have a Medicare Advantage plan from Blue Cross Blue Shield of Oklahoma and your favorite doctors are at Integris, then you might check to see if your doctors are no longer going to be able to serve you and be paid for that service by your insurance company. Uh, it's a, a story that happens all too often with Medicare Advantage plans. If you have a Medicare Advantage plan, it's entirely possible that someday your doctor will leave for one reason or another, contract disputes or whatever. Here's one. Here's some good news from Blue Cross Blue Shield of Texas. Southwestern Health Resources has decided to stay in the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Texas networks. Through determined efforts on both sides, we've reached an agreement with Southwestern Health Resources in North Texas. Texas Health Resources and UT Southwestern Hospitals, doctors and healthcare professionals will remain in our networks. Apparently, it was announced earlier that they would not be staying, that there was a contract dispute and that they would terminate their relationship, meaning that you would have to find a new doctor if uh, you were in Texas and you had a doctor that was a member of this uh, practice. But uh, if during the negotiation, members change their primary care physicians and would like to change back, they can do so through the Blue Cross uh, um, website. And there's a list of six steps that you have to go through in order to change back to your regular doctor that you had before all this faulty raw began. So let's see here. What does it say? Your other option is Medigap or Medicare supplement, which picks up some cost sharing associated with basic Medicare, such as part A deductible, part B copays. Now here is the Medicare Advantage carrier, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Texas, also saying that their Medicare supplement plans could solve your problem. They uh, then go into a little educational diatribe about the uh, way that Medicare supplement plans are constructed and the way they're named for letters of the alphabet. Then it says, however, they can be pricey depending on the insurer and where you live. A 65-year-old woman in Dallas might pay under $100 monthly for a Plan G, while in New York, that same person would pay $278, according to the American Association for Medicare Supplement Insurance. Generally speaking, those premiums rise over time. Well, uh, they haven't talked to me yet, because if they look at the very attractively priced high deductible plan G, they're going to find an alternative that is affordable for everybody. So anyway, uh, the, the way they close out this uh, little discussion of uh, their options is, Choosing between an Advantage plan or a Medigap plan or neither can involve things that go beyond cost and depend on the specifics of your situation. This makes it worth consulting with either an experienced Medicare agent or your local state health insurance assistance program, otherwise known as SHIP, and neither would cost you anything for guidance. See, I have to remind people my advice is free of charge and it's uh, plentiful. I'm always willing to share my advice uh, free of charge and uh, as often as necessary. Now we have a little story here about uh, Anthem. Anthem is a is Blue Cross of California, uh, and they have just changed their name. You know, they operate as Blue Cross in California, and then Anthem 
in many other states. Uh, they operate the Blue Cross Blue Shield operations in many other states. They're changing their name to Elevance Health. And the headline on this article is Anthem must face U.S. government lawsuit alleging, alleging Medicare Advantage fraud. Now, Randy and I are probably the only two people <laughs> that are not shocked by this. Randy's got his thumbs in the air. Yes, more Medicare Advantage fraud. It seems to be endless, doesn't it? So anyway, uh, October 3rd in New York, a federal judge ordered Anthem Inc. to face a U.S. government lawsuit claiming that it submitted inaccurate diagnosis data, enabling the health insurer to fraudulently collect tens of millions of dollars in annual overpayments from Medicare. In a decision released on Monday, U.S. District Judge uh, Andrew Carter said the total alleged overpayment to Anthem appeared to be well over $100 million, making the government's financial costs substantial and not merely administrative. A lawyer for Anthem declined to comment, of course. The uh, Indianapolis-based insurer did not immediately respond to a request for comment. The Department of Justice lawsuit filed in March of 2020 stemmed from Anthem's operation of dozens of Medicare Part C plans. And Randy will tell you what the C and the Part C stands for. Oh, let me guess. Oh, can I can I say something, please, Doug? Please do. Share that with us, will you? C now stands for something. It's always stood for something and forever will stand for crap. Uh, I thought it was crapola. I like that little twist at the end, the crapola. But okay, crapola. Crap, <laughs> we'll go. say crapola. It's and, like granola, but it's crapola. Well, you're hitting the nail right on the head, sir. Uh, Anthem operates dozens of these plans, also known as Medicare Advantage Plan, a privatized system that ensures Americans who opt out of traditional Medicare. Anthem was accused of not checking the accuracy of diagnosis codes if submitted when seeking reimbursements between early 2014 and early 2018, because deleting invalid codes would have reduced its revenue. So why would they fess up? I to, am uh, shocked. I am shocked, Doug. I'm absolutely shocked. Yep. We're passing along wrong information. We're not going to correct it because it would reduce our revenue. One company executive was quoted in 2016 as saying Anthem viewed its respective chart, its retrospective chart review, uh, which supplemented codes it had already collected from doctors as a cash cow. The Justice Department sued Anthem under the Federal False Claims Act, which prohibits submitting false payments and claims and sought civil fines and triple damages. The judge's decision is dated September 30th. Anthem's case is one of multiple Justice Department civil lawsuits against companies that participate in Medicare Advantage. So Anthem's not the only one doing this. Apparently, many of them are. Anthem's case is one of multiple uh, Justice Department lawsuits. The government watchdog, MedPAC, said excess Medicare Advantage billing linked to what it calls code intensity, coding intensity, reached 12, 12 what? I'm, I already let it out of the bag. It's reached 12 something, Randy. What do you think? $12? 12 dollars? Billion dollars. Yep, you're exactly right. They're, uh, the fraud that they're trying to recapture for the federal government is in the neighborhood of $12 billion. 
Enrollment in Medicare Advantage has doubled since 2013 to about 28 million people, or approximately 49% of all eligible Medicare beneficiaries. Uh, So this is uh, just one effort. I don't think the government is really working all that hard to collect the money. They, if they're $12 billion out there, that story was about 100 billion of the, or 100 million of the 12 billion. Uh, there's a lot more for them to go after. I've yes, got Rand. a solution. I've got a solution for this. Oh, please. What is that solution? You know, back in the day, you know, we were talking in an earlier episode about Gene Autry and the cowboy code. Yes, we were. I think we should add one more to his list. Yep, 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 yep. All Medicare Advantage salespeople or anybody that's related to that business should be shot on sight. Well, it's certainly a sad state of affairs because I'll bet you, just like Joe Namath, just like Jimmy J.J. Walker, just like William Shatner, the the majority of the salespeople, the sales force that these plans have out there are innocent of they're ignorant i should say they don't understand the nature of what they're selling all they know is that they get a big fat commission check for every plan that they sign somebody up to this year it's supposed to be about six hundred dollars per sucker anybody that signs up with a medicare advantage plan the agent gets about six hundred dollars and if they're renewing they're going to get about three hundred dollars just for basically making sure that they're still happy with what they, the crapola that they bought the prior year. Have you had any more problems? I mean, I, I, I'm looking at you, I mean, I'm talking, you know, metaphorically speaking in the context of renewing a Mm -hmm. Medicare ripoffola plan. Has your plan Um, disappointed you lately? No. Okay. It will. In any, is any way, have you been sicker than you thought? Have have you thought about suicide? Did you run over your toe with your motorcycle? Because if you did, we can sell you. We could actually set you up, or we could collect the data and actually get us more money. You yeah. won't get a thing out of it, but we will because <laughs> yeah. we've got a bunch of idiots that are getting their toes run over by motorcycles. So that ought to be worth something. Yep, and these agents get a new commission every time they sign somebody up to a different plan. So they can move all their clients from one plan to another, and instead of getting $300 for that year, they could get $600 per individual. So So they can play play like checkers, moving them around? Yeah, and they don't even have to know about all the evil stuff that's going on behind the scenes, Um, and they they have plausible deniability. So it's kind of a sad state of affairs, but uh, this has become a cesspool, in my opinion. Oh, I think that's a probably a too optimistic. <laughs> that, that term is a little too optimistic. So anyway, I've got some other questions for you. These these have nothing to do with stump the insurance expert. Oh, good, because has, I always get stumped. More, <laughs> this has more to do with your intimate knowledge of Oklahoma. Already lay it on me. Okay, so you you mentioned a town in Oklahoma that I have a, a pretty serious connection to. And that was Enid, as I recall. Enid, Enid, Oklahoma. Now, I did a little bit of research while you were discussing, uh, you know, the rest of the Medicare Advantage fiasco. Uh-huh. And it's a, Enid's a lot bigger than I thought it was. It's like 49,000 people. Yeah, in Oklahoma, that's big time. That's, That's big. It's time. like it's the fifth largest city in the state. It must have a county seat. 
Is that what it is? Uh, it's a. Uh, it must. It must be. It must be because now, now compared to that, all of my real serious connections, as in my relatives live there, uh huh, or or they used to, is Putnam. So tell me, how far away from Enid is Putnam? Well, I, is Enid in Putnam County? Is that uh, where we're going to wind up on this conversation? Well, Putnam, Oklahoma. That's a that's a that's a town. In Oklahoma, and I'm not sure just exactly what county it's in, but I did find out that it's a little smaller than Enid. As of the last census, there was 29 people in it. Oh, boy. Uh, That sounds like the town that I used to uh, use as a basis for some uh, Medicare. uh, It wasn't Medicare. It was a, a basis for some of our content before it was pointed out to me that it's not funny. (laughs) <laughs> but it was uh, the town where uh, Chuck, um, whatchamacallit, was born, the uh, karate uh, guy and uh, oh. the te- Texas rate, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, yeah. Chuck Norris was born in a town in Oklahoma, I think it was Edward. It was down near the Red River. And when he was born, there were about 35 people in the town, and the current population is something on the order of 20 people now. So it's uh, <laughs> very much like Putnam. It's shrinking yeah, and the other thing I always found interesting, uh, long story short, is that my relative's name that was down there was one of my my grandfather's sisters, and her name was Aunt Annie. Uh-huh. And uh, a- Aunt Annie moved to Putnam back when Oklahoma was just a little tiny state. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I mean, back in the early 1900s. So anyway, they always talked about having to collect their drinkable water on top of their houses were built in such a way that there was a cistern to collect water on the top of their house. Sure, sure. Uh, Putnam is in Dewey County. The population was 29 at the last. Census. Yeah, it's a big place. Down from 46. They lost. <laughs> they lost from 40. They went from they lost 17 people in the 10 years between 2000 and 2010. Well, and apparently most of those 29 people left are related to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not surprised. I'd, I'd say they're probably all related to each other. Um, yeah. But here's the deal. If you were to draw a map of Oklahoma and then Oklahoma City is right in the middle of the state. If you draw a line down vertically from north to south, you would find that on the east side of that line, there is plentiful rainfall and everything is green and a lot of trees and so forth and so on. And farther east you go, the more it's like that. It's like uh, the piney woods uh, yeah. in the south. But if you cross that line and that goes right through Oklahoma City and head west, you're going to find yourself in much drier country. And uh, it may be that the, the rooftop cistern idea was developed so that when it rained, which was less frequent, that they didn't waste any of the rainwater that fell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know this is going to sound funny and I'll, we probably better shut up, you know, basically bring the plane in for landing here shortly. But I was so excited when my dad on one of his trips down to visit aunt Annie and take my grandfather with him, he brought me back a butternut coffee can of red dirt. Well, you don't see red dirt, just every old uh, place, you know, Oklahoma's was, famous for it. Yeah, I was so excited. I took that to school for show and tell. Uh, you you name. I got a lot of mileage out of that peanut or uh, butternut coffee can of dirt. 
Well, that's because you grew up in uh, farm country or ranch country in uh, yeah. in Nebraska. If you had grown up in Illinois, you would have been laughed right out of the school. Unfortunately, if you showed up with a coffee can full of dirt for show and tell. So <laughs> everything is relative, Randy. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, we need to sign up, sign off and pull our tent stakes here so because we are out of time and out of steam and out of gas and out of everything else so anyway thank you all for joining us we certainly do appreciate it you could have been a number of different places and you weren't you were here with us on the medicare for the lazy man podcast spending a little bit of time learning about a lot of good stuff about medicare and that is very valuable information so anyway long story short Send Doug email at dbj at mlmmailbag.com. Visit our website on medicareforthelazyman.com. Buy some paper. I mean, we are in the last quarter of the year, Doug. How we does that are. happen? Oh, man, it happens that way every year, just faster lately. Uh, let's, know, not re- so, let's, let's not forget to beg and plead for a uh, five-star review. We, we, need, we need you to go out and give us some reviews on YouTube or wherever you find our stuff uh, because we certainly appreciate it. And, and it does make a lot of difference to our traffic, which is always good for us. And, uh, you know, we just hope you'll take care of us because we try to take care of you. So in the meantime, you have just spent about 32 and a half minutes with Doug in his fo- coming from your fortress of solitude. What's the altitude? What's the altitude? It's it's right now we're at about eight thousand feet, so oh, it's not that serious. You it was still pretty breathe. horrible. Pretty horrible last time. Bre- yeah, you can still breathe. Yeah, the fortress moves up and down depending <laughs> on a lot of things, mostly as to how I feel about the day. Well, I'm glad you're happier now than you were earlier. So uh, thank you for joining <laughs> us, everyone. We'll look forward to our next visit with you. <laughs>